The Orthodox Journey. In this edition of The Orthodox Journey, we reflect upon the Gospel reading on the Sunday after the Feast of the Finding of the Precious and Life-Giving Holy Cross. We commemorate the conception of St. John the Baptist and the miraculous icon of Panagia Mitidiotisa. This is The Orthodox Journey. The Holy Gospel. Το Ευαγγελικό Ανάγνωσμα της Κυριακής μετά την ύψωση του Τιμίου Σταυρού. Το σημερινό μήνυμα του Ιησού προς όλους μας είναι ένα τελεσίγραφο. Ζητά ο Ιησούς ούτε λίγο ούτε πολύ να παρνηθεί ο άνθρωπος, ο κάθε άνθρωπος τον εαυτό του. Όστις θέλει ο πίσωμα ακολουθήν, απαρνησάς το εαυτόν, και αράτω το σταυρόν αυτού και ακολουθεί το μη. Όποιος θέλει να είναι μαζί μου θα πρέπει να απαρνηθεί τον εαυτό του, να σηκώσει το σταυρό του και να με ακολουθήσει. Κατά την αντίληψη του κόσμου, ό,τι πολύτιμο έχω πρέπει να το κρατήσω, να το έχω δικό μου σε όλη μου τη ζωή. Κατά τον Ιησού όμως, ό,τι έχω πρέπει να είμαι διατεθειμένος να το διακινδυνεύσω για να το διατηρήσω στην αιωνιότητα. Και τι αυταπάνηση ζητάω Ιησούς από μένα, να παρνηθώ τον κακό εαυτό μου, τις διαστραμμένες συνήθειές μου, τις ακατανόμαστες πράξεις της σάρκας και τις βρωμερές επιθυμίες του νου μου, αλλά και να μάθω να επακούω και να τηρώ το θέλημά του. Δηλαδή να βλέπω τον εαυτό μου σαν κάποιο ξένο, Σαν ένα φίλο που τον απαρνήθηκα και αν βλέπω να τον αδικούν, τον κακοποιούν, ακόμα και να τον σκοτώνουν, να μένω αδιάφορος. Έτσι περιγράφει την αυταπάρνηση ο Ιερός Χρυσόστομος. Όταν καταρθώς αυτά, η απάρνηση των υλικών πραγμάτων είναι κάτι το οποίο τακτοποιείται εύκολα. Αλλά υπάρχει και ένα σταυρός που πρέπει να σηκώσω. Γιατί ο Ιησούς ζητά και αυτό και τι είδος σταυρό θα σηκώσω στη ζωή μου. Αγαπητέ αδερφέ, στη ζωή σου είτε πιστεύεις στον Ιησού, είτε όχι, είτε το θέλεις, είτε όχι, οπωσδήποτε θα σηκώσει σταυρό. Θα αντιμετωπίσεις δυσκολίες, προβλήματα και δυστυχίες. Τέτοια είναι η ζωή. Όταν όμως πιστεύεις στον Ιησού, τότε Εκείνος ζητά από σένα την οδυνηρή αρρώστια, τη φτώχεια, τις οικοφαντίες, το εχθρικό κοινωνικό περιβάλλον, 
συμπεριφρόνηση και διαφορία από τους άλλους επειδή είσαι χριστιανός να τα υπομένεις με καρτερία, με πίστη και εμπιστοσύνη σε εκείνον. Τότε θα σου δώσει όση δύναμη χρειάζεσαι να τα αντιμετωπίσεις. Αλλά δεν αρκεί η αυταπάρνηση και ο σταυρός. Πρέπει να προχωρήσει ο άνθρωπος στην προσκόλληση του Ιησού, να γίνει δηλαδή μαθητής του. Και θα ρωτήσει κανείς, γιατί να υποστώ όλα αυτά, ποιο θα είναι το μελλοντικό μου κέρδος. Και η απάντηση είναι, για να σώσεις την ψυχή σου, να σώσεις αιώνια την ψυχή σου για πάντα στη Βασιλεία του Θεού. Στην πραγματικότητα η ζωή είναι μια και αιώνια. Ακόμα και η επίγειο ζωή μας είναι και αυτή ένα μέρος της αιωνίου ζωής. Το σημείο που χωρίζει τη ζωή εδώ στη γη και εκείνη που είναι πέρα από τον τάφο είναι ο θάνατος. Ο τελευταίος και μεγαλύτερος σταυρός που έχει να σηκώσει ο άνθρωπος. Γι' αυτό από τα ύψη του ουρανού απευθύνει ο Ιησούς στον καθένα μας την ίδια ερώτηση. Δούλε της ύλης, στάσω στα πόδια σου και κοίταξε ψηλά. Υπολόγισε αν μπορείς την ανυπολόγιστη αξία σου. Πες μου με τι μπορείς να ανταλλάξεις την ατίμητη την αιώνια ψυχή σου. Και η απάντηση ουδέν το αντάλλαγμα. Όλα τα διαμάντια της Αφρικής, όλος ο πλούτος της Αμερικής, όλα τα πολύτιμα πετράδια των Ινδιών, ακόμη και όλο το χρήμα του κόσμου, δεν είναι δυνατόν να εξαγοράσουν ή να ισοφαρίσουν την αξία και μιας μόνο ψυχής. Εκείνα είναι εφήμερα, υλικά, φθαρτά και έχουν αξία γιατί ο άνθρωπος τα δίνει αξία. Εκείνη, η ψυχή δηλαδή, είναι άφθαρτη, αιώνια, παντοδύναμη, κινεί τα πάντα, ένα κομμάτι του Θεού που έβαλε ο ίδιος μέσα μας όταν μας έπλασε. Γι' αυτό Ιησούς μας ρωτά, τι θα αφαιρήσει τον άνθρωπο εάν κερδίσει τον κόσμο όλων και δημιωθεί την ψυχή του ή τι θα μπορεί να δώσει ως αντάλλαγμα της ψυχής του. Η σωτηρία της ψυχής μας είναι το παν. Διότι τι θα ωφελήσει στον άνθρωπο να κερδίσει τον κόσμο όλο, στο τέλος να χάσει την ψυχή του. Η ψυχή είναι πνευματική και αιώνια και δεν συγκρίνεται με κανένα από τα υλικά αγαθά. Εάν ένας άνθρωπος χάσει την ψυχή του, τι μπορεί να δώσει ως αντάλλαγμα για την, να εξαγοράσει από την αιώνια απώλεια. Για όσους δεν πιστεύουν, ολόκληρη ζωή υπάρχει πρώτου σταυρού, πρώτου τάφου. Γι' αυτό προσέχουν να μην τη χάσουν. Τη ζωή τους δεν τη διακρίνει κανένα ιδανικό. Καμιά θυσία για τον συνάνθρωπό τους. Καμιά αρετή, καμιά προσπάθεια για καλυτέρευση του εαυτού τους. Διασκεδάσεις, ταξίδια, απολαύσεις, λεφτά, πολυτέλειες. Μην τυχόν περάσει ώρα ή λεπτό χωρίς κάποια απόλαυση. Έτσι ζουν αυτοί οι άνθρωποι. Για τους πιστούς μόνο ένα μικρό μέρος της ζωής υπάρχει 
πρώτου σταυρού του θανάτου. Το ατέλειωτο, το αιώνιο μέρος της ζωής είναι πίσω από το σταυρό του θανάτου. Γι' αυτό οι πιστοί είναι διατεθειμένοι να υποφέρουν και να θυσιαστούν για την αιώνια ζωή. Θα έλεγε κανείς ότι οι πολλοί άνθρωποι μοιάζουν με τον όμπερο εκείνο που του περιγράφουν τη λάμψη και την ομορφιά αμύθι του θησαυρού από διαμάντια και μαργαριτάρια που μπορεί να τα κάνει δικά του με σχετικά μικρό ποσό χρημάτων. Αλλά εκείνος δεν αποχωρίζεται το χρήμα του. Δεν πείθεται. Όταν όμως φέρουν μπροστά του τα πολύτιμα διαμάντια και μαργαριτάρια και λάμψουν στα μάτια του και τους συνεπάρουν, τότε ευχαρίστως αποχωρίζεται ό,τι έχει και δεν έχει για να αποκτήσει τον πολύτιμο αυτό θησαυρό. Εκείνο που ζητά από τον καθένα μας σήμερα ο Ιησούς είναι να αποχωριστούμε, να θυσιάσουμε τους δικούς μας φτωχούς θησαυρούς, τις αδυναμίες μας, τις κακίες μας, τις αμαρτίες μας, την προσκόλλησή μας στη σάρκας, στο χρήμα και στις αθέμητες απολαύσεις. Τότε θα ανακαλύψουμε έκπληκτοι ότι είναι δυνατόν να απαρνηθούμε τον εαυτό μας, να σηκώσουμε το σταυρό και να γίνουμε μαθητές του. Saints of the Week. Today we celebrate the conception of the holy and glorious prophet and forerunner John the Baptist, which occurred six months before the Annunciation of the Theotokos, and paved the way for the coming of Christ into the world. Reflecting on this feast day, we will take a look at some of the hymns which are chanted during the Vespers service of the day. These hymns are written in the form of a dialogue that takes place between the father of the holy forerunner, Saint Zacharias, and the archangel Gabriel, who appeared to him in the temple to announce the conception of his son. As the holy priest and prophet went in holiness to the holy of holies, a holy angel stood by him, as it is written, and addressed him, saying, Your prayer has been heard, and now Elizabeth's barrenness is being dissolved, and she will give birth for you, old man, to a son, John the forerunner, lamp of the sun, prophet of the Most High, and voice of the word who dawned from the divinely adopted virgin. Tell me quite plainly, how shall I know this? The most blessed elder answered the angel. For as you see, I am full of years. Elizabeth is barren. How then do you utter words to me beyond nature? I am amazed. Now I suspect that you are not speaking the truth at all, my friend. Away with you, for I am beseeching the salvation of the people, not to obtain a child, a thing hard to accept. I am an archangel of God Almighty. My name is Gabriel, said the bodiless one to the old man. Now be mute and practice silence, for you have not believed my words. But when your wife bears you the trumpet of the word, the spirit will instruct your tongue, and you will cry out most emphatically. You, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, by grace to prepare beforehand his paths, as he has been well pleased. Through these hymns we gain some insight into the spiritual life of the holy prophet Zacharias, and we can develop a deeper understanding of the events narrated by St. Luke in his Gospel. Both Zacharias and Elizabeth were well advanced in years, 
but they continued to beseech God in their prayers to grant them the child that they yearned for. But at the moment when Archangel Gabriel appeared in the temple, Zacharias was not praying for himself. He was sensing the congregation and offering to the Lord the requests of the people and asking for their salvation. He was beseeching God to send the long-awaited Messiah, who would deliver Israel from their captivity to sin and return them to paradise. It was this selfless liturgical prayer, which our church continues to offer throughout the ages, that ascended to heaven with the offering of incense, and which was pleasing to God. And so, in a wondrous way, God granted the request of Zacharias and Elizabeth's hearts, at the same time listening to the petitions of the priests for the people, and sending the forerunner, who would proclaim to Israel the coming of the Messiah and the salvation of mankind. The Miraculous Icon of Panagia Mitirdiotisa the Mother of God, in her great love for all humanity, has not ceased to intercede for us before God. She is a benefactor and protector of all those who honour her, and has performed many miracles in favour of those who trusted in her powerful supplication before our Lord. The miraculous icon of the Most Holy Theotokos of the Myrtle Tree, Panagia Mirtidiotisa, is one such example. The icon derived its name from the fact that it was found in a myrtle bush in the 14th century. At that time, a very devout shepherd was tending his sheep in a deserted valley which was filled with myrtle bushes. On September 24, 40 days after the Dormition, the Mother of God appeared to him and told him to seek her icon which had been brought to that place many years before. The shepherd fell to the ground in amazement, praying to the Theotokos. As soon as he got up and turned around, he saw the icon in the branches of a myrtle bush. Weeping for joy, he brought the icon home and told his friends and relatives about how he had found it. When he awoke the next morning, the shepherd found the icon missing and thought that perhaps someone had stolen it during the night. With a heavy heart, he led his sheep back to the spot where he found the icon. To his amazement, he saw the icon once again in the branches of the myrtle bush. Glorifying God, the man took the icon home with him once more. The next morning, it had disappeared just as it had before. When this happened a third time, the shepherd realised that the mother of God wanted her icon to remain where it had first appeared. Panagia presented herself there as she wanted to help the people of that land. Moved by the grace of the Theotokos, 
the shepherd cleared the forest surrounding that region according to his abilities and built a small church to house the icon. He named the church of the myrtle tree, Mirtidiotisa, after the icon. This building was replaced and enlarged over the years and many miracles took place there. One of these miracles was the healing of a paralytic man called Theodore Cumprianos at the end of the 16th century. Theodore was a devout Christian who had great reverence for Panagia and her miraculous icon, the Mirtidiotisa. In addition to the regular festivals held throughout the year, Theodore made a habit of taking his family and friends to the church on the 24th of September, 40 days after the Domitian of the Theotokos. There they would conduct a liturgy, followed by a large festival. And over the years, this feast day was celebrated all over the island. One year, however, an illness overcame Theodore that left him paralysed and bedridden for many years. He was no longer able to visit the monastery of Banahir Mirtidiotisa personally, but each year on the 24th of September, he would send his family to light candles for him and also ensured that they held the festival in honour of Banahir. Theodore had an unshakable faith that the Mother of God would heal him. Many years passed and Theodore still remained paralysed. Out of concern that he may die before he could see the miraculous icon of Panagia Mirtidiotisa, he asked to be carried to the church by his family so that he might venerate the icon himself one last time. However, during the vigil, a great noise was heard coming from the direction of the sea. Fear and panic struck the people as it was usual for pirates to raid their town. Everyone fled the church except Theodore, who lay there still paralysed, entreating the Mother of God for protection. Suddenly, he heard a voice from the icon telling him to get up and flee. Having made some effort, he stood up and then walked out of the church. Soon he was able to run and catch up with his relatives, who rejoiced upon seeing this miracle. As it turned out, there was no pirate attack and the noise was regarded as a sign of God's providence, so that the paralytic could remain alone in the church with the icon. Since that time, the Cumprianos family has celebrated the icon's feast day with a special reverence, since Theodore had been healed on that day. On another occasion, a wooden sailboat was travelling at sea when there began a terrible storm. Frigid fear seized the captain and the crew. The old wooden boat started leaking. The pump worked continuously, but it didn't do any good, and the boat started to sink. All felt that every hope was lost. And then their minds turned to the Virgin Mary, who is the hope of the hopeless. Come, Panagia Mirtidiotisa, patroness and protector of our island. Save us, pity our children and our elderly parents who are waiting for us. Just before the boat sank, suddenly appeared among them an all-illumined woman who said, I have come, do not be afraid, your ship will be saved. 
and she plunged in the sea with a sponge in hand and closed the hole that had opened on board. In a few minutes, the boat went quiet on its way. The captain and crew stopped at the first port they reached to repair the boat. What a miracle they saw! The sponge that was held in the hands of the Panagia when she appeared in the boat blocked the hole that was open on board. Everyone saw this miracle. Full of emotion, the captain bought clean wax, made a candle as tall as the mast of the boat, he also brought the sponge that the Panagia held in a box and made a small boat out of silver as an offering. He then returned to his homeland, the island of Hios, and they all went to the monastery of Panagia Mirtidiotisa. And when he went to venerate the miraculous Sycon, filled with emotion, he cried out, That's her! We saw her! Panagiamu! My Panagia! All of them knelt in front of the Panagia. They did their cross in reverence. They thanked her from the depth of their souls and offered their small gifts, which are kept there until the present day. The Most Holy Theotokos and her icon of the myrtle tree have caused many other great wonders, including the protection of the island from the plague, ending the barrenness of a Jewish woman from Alexandria, and saving people from death. Pilgrims come to venerate the icon on the feast day of the Dormition, on the 15th of August, and also on the day of its discovery, on the 24th of September. In the Apolitikion we chant, O people, now let us clap our hands in faith and sing songs to the Mother of God, crying out with fervour, Hail the protection of all those in danger, Hail the salvation of those who honour you with longing. Hail you who granted healing to the paralytic. May the All-Holy Panagia intercede for us.
hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcast, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox articles, talks, sermons and podcasts.